Welcome to the very first Pure Brand Media Technology and Innovation Podcast. Produced in association with the Business Innovation South Expo, this podcast focuses on the theme of shaping the future. We'll be talking to businesses about the critical issue of cybersecurity and the steps we need to take to protect ourselves from cybercrime. We'll also be looking at the green agenda and how businesses can help the environment by reducing their carbon footprint. Plus, we ask for your views on the future. What are the current tech trends? And will our working lives really be hitting the Hollywood heights of the sci-fi movie in coming years? Well, we're at the Chilworth Hotel near Southampton for the very first Business Innovation South Expo, an exhibition focused solely on the STEM sector and businesses connected to it. 65 organisations are exhibiting here today with seminars from key speakers covering a range of topical themes. One of those is cybersecurity, a subject very much in the spotlight at the moment. And with me in a very packed exhibition hall are three companies working at the very heart of it. Hello, everyone. Hello, my name is uh, Stephen Hazlitt, and I'm a cybersecurity and digital forensics consultant with Fusion Forensics. Um, I'm Paul Holland, I'm the CEO and founder of Beyond Encryption. Andy James, managing director of Custodian 360. So starting off then, we seem to hear about data breaches regularly, almost constantly in the news these days. Paul, this is really something we all need to be aware of, isn't it? Pretty critical, I'd say, mission critical really these days. Um, the impact of cyber uh, attacks on businesses, individuals, uh, you know, is, is uh, common day-to-day news these days. So uh, trying to protect yourself against that, make sure you're looking after your clients' data, your comms, just, you know, looking after business as usual is really important. So what are the biggest risks? Um, well, I mean, we see uh, various uh, editorial coverage around things like home buyer fraud. I mean, that's you know pretty prevalent these days. You know, uh, where cyber criminals are intercepting information that's been sent between companies and individuals buying houses, and they're paying their deposit money to the wrong party because someone's changed the uh, details. So, business email compromise. These are all these. Uh, worldwide issues. Some of the largest areas of cyber crime and loss are uh, attributable to uh, email, uh, the unsecured nature of normal email. So for us it's just a fundamental and people are starting to really wake up to that amongst other subjects and some of the other exhibitors here are covering off some of those bases as well. So it's it's an interesting place to, to be as an audience I think. Now you're one of those other exhibitors here Andy. The risks to all types of businesses are real then? Definitely. A lot of what we see are typically people trying to get information. So information is is one of the most valuable things that we have these days. Um, Everybody wants it. A lot of it we give away freely, um, but a lot of business information is held on a lot of computers that we use day in, day out. So if we can get, or the bad guys can get, something onto that machine that's essentially listening for those bits of information and then transmit them out. You know, that's very valuable to, to would-be attackers. So there's, there's those types of threats. Then we get into sort of other types of threats whereby you can target certain individuals within a business and fool them into doing something. You know, maybe sending money to, you know, a, a different account that they normally would do. Um, there's those types of attacks. Then there's just sort of good old credential harvesting, um, trick somebody into logging into a, a fake web page and then you've got access to their accounts. Um, and then there's good old um, ransomware, um, which sort of ebbs and flows, rises and falls, but looks to be on the rise again now. Just classic extort money out of people. So all sorts of threats, um, ever changing, ever more um, 
challenging ways of, of finding them. And on the subject of finding them then, Stephen, that's what you do day in and day out. Clearly tracking down the criminals is pretty tricky. Um, one of the reasons why it makes it difficult is that the organisation or the client that we're actually dealing with have not got the, um, the monitoring uh, put in place that allows us to work. So things like logging. If you're a small company out there and you're operating your email online or you're using the cloud, you should have your logging put on because everybody will be breached. It's just a matter of time. It's like death and taxes. It will happen. Um, so if it does happen, how can someone like myself go in, look at um, what has been going on uh, and try and establish exactly how it happened but who was responsible for it? So looking forward, um, going forward into the future, do you think this is just something that's going to increase as a risk? Well, absolutely. Um, we're now, uh, domestically, we've now got televisions that access the internet. Your, tel your, your washing machine will talk to your fridge freezer, will talk to your car. You know, everything will be interconnected. Uh, and large corporations will try and offer solutions to domestic people and potentially to business customers to oversee and to, to, uh, to, to manage those for you. Um, and if one of those are compromised, because they're all different types of systems, then it could be potentially really dangerous for you. So, yes, you know, we can't get away. We're not going to go back into the, the Middle Ages where we're going to rely on pen and paper. Everything has gone digital now. It's irreversible. So how do you move forward? You know, with a, with a, a sense of security, with a sense of confidence. Um, that's why you have to understand um, what you're using, how it's using it, what information it's actually um, uh, holding and gathering for you. What it's actually sending out to uh, is quite important. But also, if things go wrong, then how can I, how can I assess this? How can I find out exactly what's wrong, who was responsible for it, and move forward? So what's your advice to small businesses who might be a little panicked listening to that kind of uh, very clear definition of all the risks that they face? Take a positive approach. Don't panic. It's important to understand what you have, uh, what you use, where you use it, who has access to it, where you store it, and train your people. Thanks, Stephen. And also to Andy and Paul talking about cybersecurity and the risks that we all face. Your Brand Media, audio production for business. With climate change and the environment a major global issue, sustainability and our energy usage are very much at the top of the agenda for the business community. And we have three companies here who work very much at the heart of this sector. Hello, everyone. Hi, I'm Jenny. Uh, I'm representing Zenergy today. We're an energy consultancy. Dave Pollinger from Logical Energy Consultants. My name's Sam Hughes and I'm the sales manager for Freedom Group UK. So starting off then with you, Sam, are businesses really becoming more conscious of the green agenda these days? Absolutely. I think with the pressures that are being put on and the, um, you know, the government that are trying to push as much green technology as possible, um, yeah, again, it's going to be at the forefront of people's minds when they're doing, let's say, building works or, or refurbishment in air conditioning systems and heating systems. Um, and I think that's just going to push the, the idea that it is going to be more available and it, you know, at a cheaper cost as well moving forward. Cost is a big issue, especially for smaller businesses that might think, oh, it's, I haven't got the money or the resources to be dealing with any of that. 
Yes, absolutely. Um, there's a number of schemes out there available to homeowners or to landlords and to businesses to aid them in getting more of a green technology in their properties, such as the RHI or the ECA on commercial properties. Um, and it just gives them that edge to be able to make that decision and change these technologies. So Dave then, on the subject of money, we're talking about businesses here. Do you think the desire for change is driven by money or is it really wanting to do the right thing? It really varies business to business and actually whilst everybody has the environment on their agenda, everybody wants to do the right thing by the environment, there is still a strong driver that actually financially is one of the one of the real reasons why they want to get it done and a need to get it done. But the good news is that you can do both at the same time. By installing these modern measures you not only reduce your, your carbon footprint but you also reduce your costs as well. So what measures can small businesses take? Because I think a lot of the green agenda feels very much aimed at the big businesses that can afford to do this or, or make changes on a more global basis. What about the smaller businesses? What can they do to kind of help their carbon footprint? Yeah, so the, the low-hanging fruit is always your lighting. That's the easiest one to change. That's the one that pays back the quickest. So you should be using modern LED lighting. Uh, if you've got fluorescent lights in the building, then you could save about 70% of your lighting bills. Uh, your energy bills um, just by changing the lighting so that's the low-hanging fruit right the way through to making sure your systems are working together so your air conditioning make sure it's not fighting with your heating system so they're both working at the same time through to maybe thinking about some generation so potentially solar uh, for, for small businesses who are operating during the day is now a viable uh, option. So where does it all go from here then Jenny? We're really only at the very start of all this aren't we? Uh, I think it will only grow, people are becoming more aware, there's obviously the net zero uh, by 2050 kind of that's in the back of everyone's mind at the moment but we all need to start making changes now uh, to kind of get to that uh, point so you know in the future people need to be driving electric vehicles and you need to think about how you're going to charge it and all sorts of things like that so um, you know it's going to be more and more apparent and people need to start doing stuff now. Jenny, Sam, Dave, thank you. Your Brand Media, audio production for business. Well, we hear the expression, the future is now, in many contexts, but in the case of an innovation event, it really is. Walking around here today, I've been surrounded by mini rockets, robots, drones and the like, and I've been asking companies to channel their inner fortune teller and predict the biggest trends to hit the business world in the coming years. And in the short term, I guess it's no surprise, we're talking the B word. Claire Lassiter is from Pure HR. Well, of course, we've had the Brexit question um, recently. So what that's meant for employment legislation for the last three years is that there hasn't really been an awful lot in the way of developments. So when Brexit happens or doesn't happen or is resolved in some way, then we can expect there to be lots of different things coming through in terms of legislation because there's just been this pause for quite a long time. So for employers, the impact of that is going to be that they need to um, keep pace with what's happening and we anticipate there will be a raft of different things coming through that will change um, what the people's rights are. So that means reviews of contracts, maybe even policies as well to make sure that people are still um, compliant with that legislation as it comes through. So what's the biggest thing that you think is going to impact businesses? 
I think labour, the labour market's going to be quite challenging. Of course, you know, we've already seen in many respects the labour market change because people are so concerned about, um, you know, um, other EU nationals that work in the UK and, you know, where do they stand? Um, and it's just going to be more difficult to get the, the level of um, professional labour that you need. Um, moving forward in some areas, especially if there's lots of restrictions on immigration as well, because actually immigration is uh, absolutely crucial if you're in a very specialist marketplace. And with regard to the workplace, Andrew Barnett from Internet of Things company FlightTrack says technology has already started to change things. I think, having been in technology the whole of my life, certainly the last five years, all of the pieces of the jigsaw have started to fall into place. So wireless communication, the, the GSM network is finally delivering data speeds that are sensible to use. So it's all coming together around about now, which is, which is a great, great time to be. How long do you think it will be before we see some really quite significant changes in the workplace? I would have thought five years, as quick as that. That quickly? Yes. And, and what sort of changes do you think we can see? Well, I think, I think people, people's free working will become infinitely more easier and, and therefore the work-life balance will be infinitely easier because people will be constantly connected and they won't necessarily need to be constantly connected from an office. So that's, that's the first thing. The logistics of getting people to and fro uh, will improve and, 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 and connected truly connected transportation. Five years is very quick. Though. A lot of people are working towards sort of 2050 as being the kind of key date in their mind. Well, yeah, and, and, and some of that is driven by old ways of thinking and, and, and could say government uh, governance, but what has been shown certainly with the, the billionaires, they are not prepared to wait till 2050 to move the agenda. And so government and local government are struggling to catch up with the new revised refresh timetable. So with rapid changes afoot, what are the first changes that we'll see? Colin Breckenridge of Breckenridge the Growth Agency thinks that AI will be the catalyst. People will develop software that's using AI to actually do a lot of the standard jobs that are done within those industries and we see that in the next five years. In fact, the, the statistics we found coming from America predicted something like a 20% uh, job loss in some of those areas. There will be new jobs created with robotics, data analytics, software development, uh, but a lot of those traditional secure desk-based jobs in areas that people don't relate to robotics and car manufacturers, um, stacking shelves and so on, they're the ones that are going to have the biggest impact and it, it's starting already and it will be people who can develop clever algorithms that can actually uh, change the whole nature of the way people provide their services. So can you give some examples of some of the roles that might, you think, be affected by AI? Well, I think uh, one area that you might not think is in legal profession. So um, a lot of the ability to review legal documents and so on, they've actually developed AI software that is, can outperform barristers, to be quite honest. Now obviously there are various issues in that, but if you imagine the number of staff that say a law firm would require 
that are doing some of the repetitive day-to-day, -day, the contracts and so on, you may find that one person can then handle four or five times the volume because they can use AI software to really examine documents um, and find uh, issues that need to be addressed uh, in, in a fraction of the time that it would take a senior partner to read those documents. And the same will happen with insurance and finance, but even the medic medical industry are going to use robotics. You know, surgeons are going to use robots to actually perform uh, operations. They'll control them, but the, you know, they will use. And then the idea is you could control that robot remotely. So you could have a surgeon in Southampton doing an operation in Newcastle, and that's not far away. And Gareth Miller, MD of marketing and comms agency Carswell Gould, agrees that it's all about AI. The big thing in marketing is uh, AI. I think that that's going to have the huge effect on our industry and, and change what a lot of the, the marketing professionals um, expertise is in. It's a, it's a real time of, of kind of evolution for the industry. Um, it feels a bit like um, kind of the next gold rush or the, the internet boom. Um, and I think if you're not on board with AI, then you're going to become a bit of a dinosaur. So people think of AI as sort of robotics, really, you know, picking in warehouses and uh, robots in the corner of your house. I mean, how do you think it will really affect marketing? Because that's obviously a real people-focused industry. Yeah, marketing is all about making predictions. And obviously the one thing that AI is particularly strong with is making predictions. A computer that's um, machine, machine learning is, um, is, is much more efficient than making predictions. And marketing is a fairly, fairly simple profession uh, at that level. So things like media buying um, and things like content um, are going to be um, able to be automated through, um, through AI uh, very soon. I say very soon, it's happening now. It's ha there's technology out there that's already doing that. So um, if you're, you can create in Facebook a, an ad that is created by AI, the content and the placement is all um, based on machine learning and actually optimized through AI. Um, there's software out there at the moment that, um, that you can create content with that's um, based on the behavior of the people that you're targeting. Um, we're a HubSpot partner. One of the things in HubSpot is their, their content strategy tool and that's powered by AI, so it's out there already, people are using it. I mean, in our daily lives, we're exposed to AI every day, so Google Maps and the fact that um, showing you where the traffic is, there's no one at the other end at Google typing in that the traffic on the M27 is particularly heavy. That's all based on um, real behavior and the machine learning that um, traffic is going slow in that area. And most people have Alexa in the corner of their uh, in, of their homes, so um, we are already immersed in the world of AI, and that's only going to become a bigger part of everyone's lives. So, finally, what should businesses now be doing, thinking about the future? Um, there's a lot of tech out there that that, that people can use AI. There's um, a lot of larger. Um, corporate businesses are investing heavily in AI and creating um, their own platforms. I know a lot of the American banks for um, content that's created around financial reports and things like that, that's all AI um, driven. But smaller businesses, there's lots of little um, bits of kit that people can be investing in and starting to use. Um, but in all the tools that we're using, I mean, Google is, um, with their DeepMind project, is at the, the head of the game anyway in terms of AI. Um, and if anyone has Gmail and you, you're starting to type something, then the predictions that it's making based on AI are, are, are making everyone's lives easier. So I would say don't ignore it, embrace it, um, see how 
it can take away some of the, the drudge, I guess, of, of your daily lives. So my advice is investigate those, find out what's best for you, and actually ask the questions about what you're trying to do as a business. And is there a, a solution that will make that easier? And it might be AI, it might be something more traditional, but um, use the tools that are available and emerging and stay aware of, of the developments because it's coming thick and fast and, and the world will be a very different place in two years' time. Thank you for joining us for this very first Pure Brand Media Technology and Innovation podcast. We hope you enjoyed our look at some of today's key topics and our small peek into the future. If you'd like to subscribe to future podcasts and to find out more about taking part in future episodes, please visit our website at purebrandmedia.com forward slash podcasts. Podcasts.